0: If 90% of cancers are curable in stage one, why are 50% still fatal? It's no longer solely the cancer we can blame. We have to take a look in the mirror and realize that we're aiding this beast in our indifference. If conservatives want to have a legitimate discussion about the political climate, civility, and rhetoric, they really have to take a look in the mirror first. So like you don't like the reality you're living in, take a look in the mirror. Because whenever I'm feeling bad about myself or having a low day... I take a look in the mirror and ultimately, if I'm honest, I can see how I'm creating that because I'm showing up
1: a certain way that's inviting and attracting that into my life.
0: G'day, guys, and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So, whether you want to speak like a fair-income Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flippin' l we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So, sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. G'day, guys. What's going on? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English, the number one podcast for anyone and everyone that is... All people interested in learning Australian English, our interesting dialect of English from down under, from down under. So, um, yeah, welcome to the podcast, guys. It is always a pleasure to have you here. Again, if it is your first time, well, again, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, it's a pleasure. It's good to meet you. I'm Pete, your host. If you are a return listener, again, welcome back. It's great to have you here once again listening to this podcast. So, before we get into it as usual, guys, don't forget if you want the transcripts for this podcast episode, as well as the other 700-odd episodes that I have published on this podcast. If you want the downloads for the MP3s, if you want the premium podcast player that plays the words for you whilst you get to hear the episode so you can read and listen simultaneously, uh, make sure to sign up for the premium podcast membership at aussieenglish.com.au forward slash podcast. If you would like access to any of my courses, you can purchase them at aussieenglish.com.au forward slash courses and you'll be able to get things like my Australian Pronunciation Course, which is aimed at helping you reduce your accent and sounding much more Australian, as well as being able to differentiate between those difficult minimal pairs, right, the different sounds, like the vowel sound in can versus can't right, and maybe rod versus road, those sorts of things. You can also get the phrasal verb course So, if you're learning phrasal verbs, that is a really good course. If you would like to improve your use and understanding of phrasal verbs, there's the spoken English course, learning things like contractions. And then lastly, there is an advanced listening comprehension course that runs for 12 weeks where you get a lesson pack every single week to improve your listening comprehension, the Real English Discussions course. And lastly, guys... If you are very advanced in terms of your English and you want to keep improving, check out my academy at aussieenglish.com.au forward slash academy. And in that, you'll get hundreds of courses that are related to episodes of the podcast like this. There's other video lessons in there as well. There's there's literally hundreds of lessons in there. And you'll also get access to three 30-minute group speaking calls every single week with other students, as well as English teachers like Ian Carpenter, who is the current teacher. So, with all that aside, guys, you know, a bit of a bit of spiel there, but that is why there are no ads on the podcast, because I do the ads myself about my own products. (laughs) So, anyway, let's get into today's episode. And the expression today is to take a look in the mirror. I wonder if anyone has ever told you, mate, you need to take a long, hard look In the mirror, or just take a look in the mirror. So, before we get into the expression and what it means and break it down and then go through some examples and the pronunciation exercises and the Aussie English fact, let's get into the joke. So, the joke is, what did the cheese say when it saw itself in the mirror? So, cheese, you know, the stuff made from cow's milk that is left to, yeah, I don't know, what do you, what do you... You do. You age the cheese, I guess, and then you eat it with biscuits, with meat. You know, sometimes- I'm really a big fan of cheddar cheese. That's one of my favourites. What did the cheese say when it saw itself in the mirror? Halloumi. (laughs) Right. Halloumi, because it sounds like hello me. Get it? Halloumi is a type of cheese made from sheep's milk. I believe, and you can fry it on a pan. It's a really tasty cheese. So, today's expression, to take a look in the mirror, let's go through and define these different words and verbs and, and nouns and everything in this phrase. So, to take something, this can have many, many different meanings. It can mean uh, most commonly to lay hold of something with your hands, right? So, at the moment, I take my pen from the table. So, you could also reach and hold something. So, I could take the computer in my hands if I reach forward and grab the computer. It could also be that you remove something or someone from a place. I might take a book from a shelf. I remove it from the shelf. But here, in the expression to take a look in the mirror, take, to take something, means to make, undertake or perform an action or task. So, it's kind of like to do something in this sense. And the phrase that's kind of bigger in this expression is to take a look. This is simply to look at something with attention, right? To examine something, to look at something. Take a look at this. So, someone might say to you, you know, take a look at this new TV show. Take a look at this book. Can you... I'll go to the doctor. Can you take a look at my back? It's, it's injured. Can you look at it? Can you examine it? Take a look at it. And the last word here in the expression to take a look in the mirror because I'm sure you know what in and the are, is the word mirror. And that is a surface typically of glass coated with a metal amalgam, which reflects a clear image, right? So, it'll be a pane of glass and it'll be something similar to foil, that is put on the other side of the glass that reflects light so that you can see yourself. So, you may see these on your car. You might have rear vision mirrors or you might see one in your bathroom, right? A big bathroom mirror in front of the sink. So, what does the expression mean then to take a look in the mirror? Obviously, it could be literal. Where if I went to a house that I was thinking of buying and my wife went into the bathroom and saw this huge mirror and she thought it was great, she might say, oh, take a look in the mirror, right, as in have a look at it. But here, the figurative sense is to consider yourself and your own actions before passing judgment. So, examine your own behaviour. Examine your own attitudes before passing judgement, before criticising other people. So, take a look in the mirror first. Hmm. Examine yourself first. You might also hear things like, look who's talking, or you can talk, or even the pot calling the kettle black. Those are other expressions that are kind of similar, meaning consider your own actions first before criticising someone else or passing judgement on someone else. So, as usual, let's go through three examples of how I would use the expression, take a look in the mirror. Or you could even say, look in the mirror, mate. You know, just look in the mirror. All right. Example number one. Imagine that you're hanging out with some mates at a party one day, right? One of them has a bit of a laugh at your choice of shirt. You know, something that you're wearing. He thinks it's a bit... a daggy or tacky thing, according to him. So, he points it out to his other mates and they all have a laugh at your expense, right? They all laugh at you. However, maybe he's wearing something that is arguably just as daggy, just as tacky, right? It's equally daggy. It's equally tacky. So, you might tell him to take a look in the mirror, you know, look who's talking. He's the pot calling the kettle black because his shirt is just as lame and funny as yours. So, your mates might agree and start laughing at him in turn, and he shouldn't really criticise you without thinking about himself first. He should take a look in the mirror. Right. Example number two, imagine that you're out going on a long drive down the Great Ocean Road, you know, with your mates. You're going on a bit of a road trip. One of them says that they're so glad they're driving because it's a windy road with sharp cliff edges on the side where the ocean is and they don't trust your driving. So, they're really glad that they're in control. All of a sudden, a kangaroo jumps out in front of the car and your friend swerves and hits the the road curb and bursts a tyre. So, you have to pull over and change the tyre. You know, roll up your sleeves, get your hands dirty. And whilst you're doing that, you might say to him or her, are you still happy about me not driving? Right? Maybe you should take a look in the mirror. Maybe you should look in the mirror. You might say, look, who's talking? You know, you can talk. You're the pot calling the kettle black. Look at your driving skills. So, maybe next time you should consider yourself and your own driving skills before judging others. You should take a look in the mirror. The last example is imagine that you have a brother who loves being loud and running around the house with his friends, playing loudly, screaming, having a good time. One day, you start playing with your friends when they've come over to hang out with you for the day. And you're listening to music, you're watching movies, you're having a chat, and he comes in and tells you with a rather judgmental look on his face that you're being really annoying and you need to play more quietly. You know, he might say, settle down, you're annoying me. So, you tell him that... (laughs) You can't talk, mate. You're the pot calling the kettle black. You need to take a look in the mirror. You make more noise than me when your friends are over here. You should examine your own behaviour before criticising me because you do exactly the same thing. So, stop being hypocritical and take a look in the mirror. So, there you go, guys. There is the expression to take a look in the mirror. Remember that this means to consider yourself or your own actions before passing judgement on others. So, examine your own behaviour and... Examine your own attitudes before criticising other people. And it's similar to phrases like, look who's talking, or you can talk, or the pot calling the kettle black. And I guess I should mention, without actually breaking down that expression, the idea behind the pot calling the kettle black is that both of them are black in colour. And so, for the pot to say to the kettle, you're black... The kettle is saying, effectively, look who's talking. You are as well, right? So, you're the pot calling the kettle black. So, as usual, let's have a listen to these examples that I showed you at the start of the episode, guys, and see if you can now understand the context in which the expression take a look in the mirror or just look in the mirror was being used.
1: If 90% of cancers are curable in stage one, why are 50%
0: still fatal? It's no longer solely the cancer we can blame. We have to take a look in the mirror and realize that we're aiding this beast in our indifference. If conservatives want to have a legitimate discussion about the political climate, civility, and rhetoric, they really have to take a look in the mirror first. So like you don't like the reality you're living in, take a look in the mirror. Because whenever I'm feeling bad about myself or having a low day, I take a look in the mirror and Ultimately, if I'm honest, I can see how I'm creating that
1: because I'm showing up a certain way that's inviting and attracting that into my life.
0: Good work. Now, as usual, let's go through the listen and repeat exercise where you have a chance now to work on your pronunciation. So, try and find somewhere that is away from other people where you can speak out loud and work on your pronunciation. Listen to how I say these things, how I link the words together, the connected speech, the intonation, everything like that, and see if you can mirror the way that I uh, say these phrases and words, okay? And remember, if you want access to my Australian Pronunciation Course, you can get that at www.aussieenglish.com.au forward slash courses, and that course is specifically designed to help you reduce your accent, sound more Australian, and speak English more clearly, okay? So, check that out. Anyway, let's get into it. Take.
1: Taker. A, take a look. Take a look in. Take a look in the. Take a look in the mirror. 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 I reckon she should take a look in the mirror. You reckon she should take a look in the mirror. He reckons she should take a look in the mirror. She reckons she should take a look in the mirror. We reckon she should take a look in the mirror. They reckon she should take a look in the mirror. It reckons she should take a look in the mirror. Good work,
0: guys. Good work. So, as usual, let's go through a little Aussie English fact before we finish up for today. So, you may have heard me in this episode using the word daggy, right? This is a really cool Aussie slang term dag. Dag would be the noun, and daggy is the adjective. So, we could also use, I think, the verb to dag. Right. So, this is a verb meaning to behave in a daggy way, you know, although I've never heard it as a verb. I hear it as a noun, you know, you're a bit of a dag, mate, or an adjective. You're looking a bit daggy today. And also, this is one that's used in New Zealand as well. So, most commonly, it's used as a noun or adjective. My friend's a bit of a dag, he's a bit daggy, and it's used as an affectionate insult for someone who is or is perceived to be unfashionable lacking self-consciousness about their appearance and or with poor social skills, who are still funny and friendly, right? They are a dag or they're daggy. So, you could call someone a dag, meaning that they're amusing, quirky and a likable person, but not very fashion sensible, right? They may wear silly clothing that you don't think is very cool. The term was widely used in the 1970s onwards. And it's differentiated from words like bogans, where bogans are more people whose accents are presumed to indicate working class or uneducated origins, whereas DAG refers to being unfashionable, eccentric or fool-like. And hence, there's no sort of ties with social class or educational background with the word DAG. So, where did the word DAG come from? The word DAG is an abbreviation of the word DAGLOCK which is a dung caked lock of wool around the hindquarters of a sheep. Yes, you heard that correctly. So, it is wool that is soaked in poo, turns into a bit of a dreadlock, hence the word lock, dag lock, like dreadlock, the hairs locked together, and it's found around the rear end, the bum of a sheep. Pretty gross, right? The good thing is we don't think about that when we use the term, okay? <laughs> so, although originally it was used that way, the word dag now is much more commonly used in colloquial Australian and New Zealand English to refer to someone unfashionable, eccentric, idiosyncratic in style or demeanour, together with poor social skills and amusing behaviour, okay? So, if you're a nice, friendly person who's also a little bit strange at times, chances are you're a bit of a dag. So, this colloquial use of the word DAG is first recorded in the Anzac Songbook published in 1916, over 100 years ago. However, it didn't reach popular usage in Australia until the 1970s. For any Brits listening to this episode, the use of DAG comes closest to the meaning of the word pillock in UK slang, meaning fool. However, again, DAG is differentiated from terms like dork or nerd or fool or geek, by virtue of having no particular association with a drive for intellectual interests or pursuits, or no tendency towards being stupid or a loner. That said, you can be both a dag and a dork, geek, nerd, or fool simultaneously at the same time. One of its other unique attributes is the fact that the word dag can be used as a term of affection, as we said at the start there. So, it's often more affectionate than it is insulting. So, whereas the word bogan would be usually used with great offence, dag doesn't tend to be offensive. And people like my mother, my father, my friends and family would use that to describe me. Okay, so hopefully the next time someone calls you guys a dag or comments on your style as being a little bit daggy, you won't take it as an insult, but more as a cheeky way of someone showing their affection to you. So, with that, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Man, I'll see you next time. Peace. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to the Aussie English Podcast. If you'd like to boost your English whilst also supporting the podcast and allowing me to continue to bring you awesome content, please consider joining the Aussie English Academy at www.aussieenglish.com.au You'll get unlimited access to the premium podcast as well as all of my advanced English courses and you'll also be able to join three weekly speaking calls with a real English teacher. Thanks so much, mate, and I'll see you soon. The expression examples used in today's episodes were from TEDx Talks, David Pacman Show, and Julian himself YouTube channels. If you want to check out the entire videos, the links will be in the transcript and the show notes.